Disobedience, my little deviants. Together we will find the right ingredients. We will stir the goop that is the horror soup. And the last thing you will find is a spaghetti hoop. There's eyes and flies and anything that dies. There's a nasty surprise in every I am Joe Budden, the host of your podcast, Horror Soup. Joe Budden is the host of the podcast, Horror Soup. Right here with me, I got Rory and Mal. They're both back. Rory and Mal are right here. Say hi, Rory and Mal. Hey, it's Rory and Mal. This is the Joe Budden podcast, the best podcast in the world. You wish you could be us. You wish you could be Budden, but you're not. You're butt in. Bet Joe Budden. Thank you to Anthony Carrera for not only abandoning the Underworld series right as I had enough, but now for a questing that we discuss a banger of a movie, a mwah, mwah, a chef's kiss, if you will, mwah. This episode is brought to you by Anthony Carrera. If you want to pick a banger, head over to patreon.com slash horrorsoup and pick the pick a movie tier. But if that isn't for you, get yourself some stickers, listen to some ad-free episodes, maybe listen to some bonus episodes by me, Joe Budden, whatever works for you. I'm Joe Budden, but... As Joe Budden, I'm excited. So we're going to get into Blob-related details before we fully dive into The Blob, a 1988 remake of a film with the same name way back in the 1958. Rory and Mal, what do you think about that? Blob, blob, blob. Thank you, Rory and Mal. I'm Joe Budden. The Blob is written by Frank Darabont, who wrote the screenplay for the Tales from the Crypt episode, The Ventriloquist Dummy, from season two, starring Don Rickles. He assisted in the screenplay for both The Fly 2 and Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors, and wrote and directed both The Shawshank Redemption and The Green Mile, and The Mist from 2007. Holy shit. Yeah, this guy's done some shit, man. Yeah. I I knew that I recognized the name, but I didn't really remember why. I felt the same way. I was like, I've seen this name somewhere. I don't know yeah. what the correlation is, but uh, I've seen it. Now it makes sense as to why I've seen it. Yeah, Frank's done a bunch of shit. Also, he has three trademarks listed on IMDb. One of them is about making Stephen King film ad- adaptations, because that's really all he does. Casting Jeffrey DeMunn and William Sadler. And finally... Hawaiian shirts. He's a Hawaiian shirt guy, huh? Well, the thing is, it doesn't say, like, wearing them. It just says, like, if you go to IMDb and it says trademarks, the last one is just... Oh, like he puts Hawaiian shirts in his movies. I don't fucking know. It says Hawaiian shirts. I don't know if they were implying that he wears Hawaiian shirts. That's what they mean by that. So it's that he puts them in his movies. It's kind of like if you look on Tarantino's trademark and it says feet. Who had a Hawaiian shirt in the blob? I don't know. I guess I didn't really look around for it, because I guess I was just assuming that maybe he liked Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, I wasn't necessarily looking for a Hawaiian shirt. What was uh, Paul or Scott? What was Scott wearing? Was Scott wearing a Hawaiian shirt? No, he was wearing a Letterman's jacket. Oh. Then I don't know. And I think Paul was just wearing, like, a shirt or, like, a jacket or something like that. I don't think he was wearing... He definitely wasn't wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Like, I could tell you that much. You know who I wished was wearing a Hawaiian shirt? Who? Uh... 
Frick. Oh, a frig? Brian. Brian. I meant Brian. His name's Flag, right? Flag with two Gs? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was calling him Frig the whole time. Every single time during my notes, like when he popped up, <laughs> when I had to write his name down, I had to go back over to IMDb <laughs> to check what his name was because I kept going, oh, Frig did this. And I was like, his name's not freaking Frig. frig. <laughs> uh, he's a Frig. <laughs> We'll get to him pretty soon, though. But as for uh, fucking uh, Franklin, was that his name? Yeah, Frank. It's not Franklin, just Frank. I added a Lynn to it. As for Frank, he also did the Night Shift collection. But Frank isn't the only writer because The Blob was also written and directed by Chuck Russell. No affiliation to Ken Russell. But I do want to talk about Chuck for a minute or two because this guy made some fucking bangers, dude. I had a feeling it was going to be that. And so I kind of purposefully didn't look into that stuff because I, I wanted to be surprised. I'm glad you did because I wrote this for the shocks. <laughs> like for like the exclaims, you know, yeah, and all yeah, that yeah. fun stuff. So he directed and did writing on Dream Warriors, which by the way was his first directing credit. His first oh. writing credit is Dreamscape from 1984. Uh -huh. And then one year later, he did The Blob. Dang. Kind of crazy. Two really fucking good movies. Like really yeah. good movies. Yeah. Six years later in 1994, Chuck directs The Mask. No. He directed The Mask. For anyone that doesn't know, Jim Carrey, Cameron Diaz. But I think everyone knows The Mask. Dude, honestly, I could feel that. The second, um, so I looked that up after I finished watching the movie the first time. I think I watched it like three times in preparation for this. I think you did too, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but after the first time I watched it, I looked that up and it hit me immediately because it feels like The Mask. It does. That makes so much sense. And that's not it. He didn't stop. In 96, Eraser with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Vanessa Williams. Okay. In 2002, the fucking Scorpion King. What? He directed <laughs> the Scorpion King, dude. <laughs> like, I, okay, I will say, maybe it fell off a little bit there, but... <laughs> That is an iconic movie. Iconic as fuck. Are you kidding me? I mean... It might be a giant piece of shit, but it's iconic. The best giant piece of shit spinoff ever. Yes, 100%. <laughs> I watched that movie so often as a kid because my grandpa is just obsessed with, honestly, like, I didn't realize when I was younger, but then I grew up, I realized the worst movies. Like, he <laughs> likes the worst movies in the world and loves them. Like, <laughs> he will live and die by them. Like, Two and a Half Men yeah. has him crying. Has him on the on the carpet, like, in the fetal position. Like, hysterically crying. <laughs> he will uh, not miss a cable showing of Two and a Half Men. It's amazing. And since then, in 2016, he popped out with I Am Wrath, starring John Travolta. Christopher Milani, Stabler from SVU. I'm pretty sure people know that name a little okay. better. And uh, also Sam Trammell, True Blood. Oh. You don't know him. I know him very well. If Hillary, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hillary Barraford was here, she'd be right on it. She loves <laughs> Sam. And nowadays, he seems to be working on um, a Witchboard remake and Paradise City with Bruce Willis and John Travolta. Uh, say anything about Chuck Russell. I don't think anyone's talking shit about him. This dude, I've noticed like every single movie he has, huge names. Yeah, man. This dude has connections. I mean, once you get to that point and you're able to do stuff like that, like, I mean, as, as in some ways, yes, you're like, I want to make a film. But, like, also, when you can just, like, grab the rock and use him as a life-size action figure in the Scorpion King, like, just for shits and giggles, like, 
That's kind of fucking great, right? I want to know like where his start was though, because he had giant names in his movies. It, it seems just pretty early on, even like yeah, like just from the beginning. Like even though, like I mean, the Blob didn't have like huge, huge names. I mean, we'll talk about one guy. He went on to be fucking giant. At this point, he's just like a stringy-haired, like fucking. He looks like a statue. Like his face is terrible. <laughs> he's such an ugly man. But okay, we'll get into it in a second. Okay, starring. Shawnee Smith, a.k.a. Amanda from the Saw series. She's in, like, a bunch of the Saw movies. Like, if you've seen a Saw movie, you know who this chick is. A.k.a. Linda from Becker. Okay, I've never seen Becker. <laughs> is there someone named Pepper Ann in Becker? I don't know. I don't remember that that well. Okay, never mind. Pepper. Uh, Kim keeps calling Pepper Pepper Ann, and I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was a show no, called Pepper Ann. there's a show know. called Pepper Ann. It was an animated show. That's the one. Pepper Ann, Pepper Ran, much too cool for seventh grade. Yep, that's the exact thing that she sang to me in a very uh, hostilic, or not hostilic, uh, um, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Hostilic, um, that's the word. That's not the word. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try to fuck with me, James. No, you got it. It's hostile. Look, I've told you before, I throw filler words in. I know they're not the fucking words, but I'm doing it. I'm trying to get there, all right? It's a goddamn H word, and it's violent. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? You're being horrific. Anyway. <laughs> I'm being hostilic. <laughs> we also... Okay. This is what I want to talk about. All right. Kevin Dillon, who will never in his life be anything other than Johnny Drama from Entourage. That is drama. Yeah. That's the fucking... That's that dude with the weird face and the goatee. He, he birthed goatees. If you've ever seen a person walking around with a goatee, it was because of this guy. <laughs> was it, it wasn't because of uh, Seth Green? No. All right. Every single dude that like rode a bike or aspired to ride a bike at some point in their life or own one watched Entourage and they saw drama with his goatee and his like, you know, skinny face and whatnot. And like the way how he like, you know, he kind of looks like he kind of looks like the Canadians from South Park. You know, they saw that and they just clung to it. You know, like they they they, they like they held it in their arms. They they it became a part of them. All right. All right. I'm following. Yeah, man. That's how I feel. That's fucking crazy, guy. But dude, drama from Entourage. I would have never known that was him if I didn't look at IMDb. I, I watched it again after finding that out, <laughs> and I can't unsee it, but holy shit, is he horrific. Hostilic. He's so fucking hostilic. Oh, no. Did you ever watch Entourage? I was never big into Entourage. I do know, like, who the character is and, like, what he represents, you know, but... Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I never really got into the show. Oh, I don't blame you. No one should, really. Um, it's <laughs> it's a plague on humanity. The only reason I ever got remotely into it, I wouldn't even say into it, the only reason it was ever forced upon me is because my father owned every single one on fucking oh, DVD. Like, the box set were like, it, they were basically like his prized possession in the garage because they were just like... There weren't any other DVDs around there. It was just eight, ten seasons of Entourage. Bro, this makes so much sense. It, what? It makes so much sense. Hey, hey, please explain yourself, because... The very few things that have come up in conversation uh, regarding your father, I'm not surprised that he loves Entourage. Oh, gotcha. I <laughs> thought you were going to say that, you know, like, because he enjoyed it, that... You, you you saw something in me? No. That, no. that was a representation that of? I was like, okay, that okay. Wasn't, that... 
I mean, it does make a lot of sense in that way, too, if you think about it. But, I mean, moving on. Have you seen this guy? Of course his dad likes Entourage. First goatee I ever had was because of drama. <laughs> you know what's so funny, too? My father has rocked the Johnny Drama goatee for years. Oh, my God. Forever. <laughs> like, as, as long as I've known the dude. Perfect. Let me look at him again real quick. I just want to. I just want to get a get a gander <laughs> of this. Oh, 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 God! Oh, such, such an unfortunate face. Anyway, we have Jeffrey Demun, who, as I mentioned, Frank is obsessed with. Candy Crane, aka Buffy's mom, in the Donald Sutherland Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Buffy's madre. Yeah. Obviously, they're more involved, but we'll get to them necessary if we need to, if necessary. Um, except for Bill Mosley. I do have to mention him because he's credited as soldier number two in the sewer. Oh, shit. I, I didn't see him, but that's cool. I'm sure there's someone who knows exactly where he is. Right. I don't. This movie's fucking awesome. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very good movie, but hold on. We'll get into that. Produced by Andre Blay, who also produced Prince of Darkness, Brain Damage, They Live, and Village of the Damned, among oh many God. other things. Jack Harris, who produced the 1958 The Blob, 1972 Beware the Blob, and no of course, way. The Blob. Dang. How crazy is that? He's around for every single iteration of The Blob? He is the Blob guy. He's the Blob guy, for sure. Like, <laughs> I, I have to imagine that he's the guy that kept this rolling like, throughout the years awesome. somehow. <laughs> I don't know that at all, but... <clears throat> Rupert Harvey, who produced Critters, Nightmare on Elm Street 5, The Dream Child, Critters 3 and 4, and he also wrote both of them and directed 4. He also did Critters, A New Binge, Critters Attack, and James, can you guess the last one? Is the most recent Critters thing? It's Bones. Bones? It's Bones. <laughs> this is the story of Jimmy Bones? There was a song. Ooh, sing it for me, baby. Come on. Hey, let's do this. Ready? This is the story of Jimmy Bones. Jimmy Bones. Wait, do you see that on the screen? It says this is going to end in 10 minutes. Oh, it does? Oh, shit. Yeah, it does say that. Did they change it? I don't know. What the fuck? This is the story of Caleb buying Zoom Premium. Dude, I'm, are they literally going to make me buy fucking Zoom Premium right now? <laughs> That's fucking stupid. Zoom, zoom, zoom it up. But anyway, I feel like the blob was set up for success. It kind of has horror roots through and through, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a pedigree here for sure. Everyone, was, uh, everyone wanted this to happen, I think. <laughs> everyone wanted it, and I'm so glad they did. Is this, was this your first time watching the blob? This was my first time watching The Blob. I feel like I might have seen parts of this when I was younger. Yeah. But this was definitely my first time watching The Blob. Well, I wa like I said, I watched it a couple times, but it was my first time for sure. Yeah, this was my first, like, sit down and watch The Blob. How, why, why has it been so long? Why have I not watched this before? I don't know, because I almost feel like uh, there's a lot of scenes that catch my eye in this. Yeah. Oh, like a lot. All, every kill is crazy. Yeah. So I don't know how I've just, how it's just always been so under my radar. Yeah, it's weird, man. So Mark Irwin was responsible for the cinematography and also shot Cronenberg's The Brood, Scanners, Videodrome, The Fly, Fright Night 2, Vampire in Brooklyn, Scream, Scary Movie 3, Freddy Got Fingered, Old School, and Big Mama's House 2. Okay, like no joke. I know there's a lot of movies on that list. Every single one of them is good. Yes. 
every single one of those movies are are pretty damn good. To be fair, I handpicked all of those. He's done a lot of other things. Oh my god. I did handpick the good ones, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, like, even even fucking Big, Big Mama's House 2, like, yeah. Big Mama's House 2 is fucking hilarious, and also, maybe maybe I'm biased, because that's another movie that my grandpa watched just all the time. <laughs> like, all the time. I swear to God, every time my grandpa was, like, in a bad mood, or not a bad mood, or just, like, bored or something, you know, just like, yeah, yeah I need something to do, he'd look at me and be like, you want to watch Big Mama's House 2? And I'd always say yes. Like, I've probably seen Big Mama's House 2 more than I've seen most movies. Good. It's a good movie. So fucking funny. I actually want to watch that right now, like after this. Like while I'm cooking dinner, I'm gonna make me some salmon. I'm fucking watching Big Mama's House too. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna do a service to anyone uh listening right now. If you're listening soon, I guess this is coming out in a few weeks because technically I'm recording this during uh the little little break I'm having. Oh yeah. But um fuck. Big Mama's House 2 is not streaming for free anywhere, but you can rent it for $3.99 just about anywhere. The biggest places are Amazon, uh, Apple TV, uh, YouTube, Voodoo, Google Play Store. Um, yeah, that's unfortunate. But, you know, just buy the Big Mama's House 2 DVD. It'll really do you some good. BMH2. Okay, so we're pretty much, I know I've been rambling on for a while, but there's just so much stuff that I found. Special effects legend Tony Gardner oh, was yeah. responsible for, you guessed it, the special effects and makeup. Absolutely. How does that guy end up everywhere? Because he's the fucking best. He's so good at what he does. <laughs> this movie looks incredible through yep. and through. Um, I saw the budget at $10 million, and then I found it at $9 million, but it seems it was about $19 million, with $9 million going to the special effects. And unfortunately, it only made about $8.2 million at the box office. Wow. Travesty. We've spoke about many travesties Many uh, travesties on this show. This is a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> that's not that's not cool at all. This is this is so worthy of so much more. Man, I wonder why. Maybe it's because the director didn't really have any credits at the time. I think this was right. like I said, uh, his second movie or something like that. Yeah, for whatever reason, people just went on board with like the sci-fi horror thing. I guess. And this was '88. Yeah. It makes me sad knowing uh, or just hearing about movies that didn't do good in 88 because this, this is my favorite year for horror movies. I think I've said it many times. Dude, I wonder if part of it's just because, like, you know, it was a remake of a movie from the 50s. That was also remade in 1972. Yeah. So, I don't know. So, maybe, maybe people were like, oh, we've, we've already seen this movie, you know? Well, how did The Thing do? Because wasn't The Thing the original, like, The Thing from Another World? Wasn't that also in 1958? Uh, sounds right. I'm pretty sure it was the exact same year. And what year did The Thing come out? Was it also 88? Maybe. But The Thing was, was pretty panned when it came out, too. It didn't get popular until much later. The Thing was 82. Made $19.6 It's a lot more than this one. I mean, it made double of what this one made, but that's yeah. still not a ton. I mean, the budget was, it looks like it was between 10 to $15 million. So really, The Thing didn't make money either. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just really unfortunate. It is. Was it The Fly that came out in 1982? Two or four. Oh, no. The Fly came out in 87. Seven? Uh, or six? <laughs> 1986. 86, yeah. The Fly made a lot more money, though. The Fly had Jeff Goldblum. That was going to say. Jeff Goldblum has to be the reason. I mean, he's fucking sexy. The Thing had fucking Kurt Russell. <clears throat> That's true. I don't think I don't think he was uh, 
at his at his peak at that point though, you know? This was this was a weird Kurt Russell that was all like unshaven and unkempt. How famous do you think Keith David was at the time? <laughs> I don't even I don't even know. Okay, well never mind. I guess I like Keith David a lot. I love Keith David. Keith David might be my favorite actor. He's definitely like probably top three for me, like top three five. Like because I mean awesome. I I love any of the serious stuff he's in, but also I fucking adore his comedy. Like I fell in love with him through the thing, and they live like one hundred percent. Keith David in Community is great. Uh, his voice work, Rick and Morty. He's in Community. He's in Community. He's in Rick and Morty. Incredible voice actor. He's in probably he's a million things. <laughs> okay, so finally, Rotten Tomatoes gave this a 62%, that is the critics, a 56% by the audience, and IMDb has it as a 6.6. I don't know if I agree with it's wrong. any of that. All of that's it, wrong. It, it, it's very wrong, honestly. I'm, I'm sorry, critics. I am sorry, audience, which means everyone, the, the world, the internet, you're all wrong. I was under the impression that this had, like, a cult following. It should. Does it not? Like, I almost I don't feel know. like it still kind of does, maybe. I don't know how big, but I don't know. I almost feel like, I, I don't I, I I'm just saying the rating, the rating should be higher. There is, I, in my opinion, there has been a trend of movies that maybe at one point were thought of as, like, overrated or oversaturated. Like, maybe they, like, I saw them too much growing up or whatever, and then, like, people just don't show them the love that maybe they deserve. I think this is one of them. I think that Night of the Creeps is one of them, which is very similar in tone to this movie. You know what, man? I've never watched Night of the Creeps in full. I've started a few times, and I've got me. I'm not even going to act like I got far into it. I got maybe <laughs> five, ten minutes into it and fell asleep. Again, I've said it. I've said it many times, but for people that don't know, yeah. not a reflection of the movie, more of a reflection of who I am as a person. <laughs> I mean, I watched it for the first time a couple years ago because it was just one of those that, like, oh, everyone is like, oh yeah, every Night of the Creeps, whatever. But like. I watched it, and I was like, holy shit, this movie's great, and I had that exact same experience with The Blob. I don't know, man. I need to watch, like, a decent movie with you or something like that, like a movie that's, like, good and that's fine, and I need you to rate it, like, three stars or something, because so far, ever since we've done, what was it, Rise of the Lycans, you haven't rated anything under four stars, and it's starting to get to me, and I don't know if I believe anything that you're saying ever. That's not true. That's not true. Okay, that is not true. I rated I rated uh the last movie we no exit a star and a half. You're right. I feel I feel that no exit was my reset button. I said like a decent movie that like that one wasn't even like that one I wouldn't have rated that. No, I <sighs> Look, no exit was my reset button. I'm back on track now. Like these are these are legit ratings. I'm no okay. longer being influenced by Rise of the Lycans. Okay, are you sure? I'm 100% sure. Do you want to go back and like rate that one a little bit lower? Yeah, so I feel like No Exit brought me back to center. Star and a half. It is a star and a half movie. And this and my rating for this one stands. I stand by it 100%. I'm just going to keep going in on No Exit. Yep. God, we can never just let a movie live. 
and just let it rest. No, every no, time when it, pisses, we... when it pisses me off, I'm gonna come back to it every fucking time. I'm not, you, you don't even just have to say like me in the sense of you. You could say we because I do that all the time. How long? God, now I'm doing it again. It's just a fucking cycle. Maligma, like, maligma, dude. Like fucking malignant. I didn't want to say it right now just because once I started going into it, I was like, oh shit. But <laughs> god damn it, it keeps happening. That fucking movie. So if you've never seen or heard of The Blob, here's the description from IMDb, and then I'll give you the description from IMDb, IMDb, me, international movie data, me, me. (laughs) So here's the one from IMDb, a deadly entity from space crashes near a small town and begins consuming everyone in its path. Panic ensues as shady government scientists try to contain the horrific creature. Oh, isn't that a two in another one? Is that hostilic, though? As shady government scientists try to contain the holistic creature. Oh, now it's a holistic creature? Holistic. A holistic creature? Or at least they're old and young and mean. I don't think that one flies. Wait, is that is that like racist or something? I don't know, man. It's, I think you could do that. What? It's too it's too close for someone as white as me to get away with doing. That's for sure. Okay, but can I do it? Probably. Okay, so yeah, see, so we're fine. <laughs> From IMD, me. Yeah. The blob is about a blobified meteorite that crashes into Earth. It rubs its fluids on the skin of men and women and turns them into blob. This is the blob. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The blob comes to the earth and it blobs up the blobs with all of its blobs. All right, man, let's blob it. Cheerleaders, football, a 17-yard pass from Terry Stokes. A woman wants Paul's body. Oh, look at that. He wants to take a shot. Oh, you know, she's just so hot over there, bro. You know, I just want to talk to her, dude. But the timing isn't right. Timing is everything, you know? (laughs) Ha ha. Yep. I wish I could do, like video podcast just for like specific parts of the podcast you know so i could just do like i wish i could you i wish wow actually let me take it back i'm gonna start making every podcast a video podcast on like spotify and stuff and then you're just gonna see like just video like overview it's not gonna be an actual like podcast it's just gonna be me like kind of like moving around and like you know getting like different positions and like you know doing different like like shaw dude you know and like crossing my arms and i'll be like standing back like I'm going to be acting like a Limp Biscuit music video. Shaw, dude. Yeah. Shaw, dude. We're going to do it. Shaw. So that's a promise that I, I'm making to the audience. Every episode like that forever. Um, so we get introduced to Kevin Dillon. He looks horrifying. Terrible. <laughs> he never fills out during his uh, on your drama years, but you know this whole blob stint didn't help he whatsoever. Horrifying. <laughs> 
He has a little motorcycle. That's everything you need to know about this guy. He's disgusting. He's the worst. <laughs> and he has a motorcycle. <laughs> Dude, it is kind of weird because he's supposed to be like the cool guy, right? And like I have a hard time believing that that's what they're trying to do. Like, no, but like not even I, I, the look you're giving me. I know what you're about to say. Not even in the sense of like, you know what I mean? Like they're trying to make him the cool guy, but they're also not. I feel like they know that he's not. Uh, do you think they're playing on the fact that he's really not? He's the he's the hero of our story, right? He's the hero, and you know... Even though we were all set up to think it was Paul. I might have lost my boyfriend, but I gained a boyfriend. Yep. You know? That did happen. This is really just the story of, like, someone getting over a relationship faster than anyone else has ever gotten over a relationship in the history of ever. It's pretty quick. Well, like, not even just getting over a relationship, like... When your when your significant other gets terribly murdered by a giant piece of gelatin. All right, can we? Are we just gonna go there? Are we just gonna are we are we there yet? I mean, we could say that. I mean, I'm sure people know that a blob is gonna kill people. That's not like spoiling anything, right? I mean, yeah, but about whatever. Paul's fucking dead, dude. Moving on. Bro, Fuck Paul. how this movie is already so awesome. I'm gonna be completely honest, though. It took 15 minutes for Paul to die. It did not like. It's not like that's what was awesome about it. I know, I know, but I'm just saying. It, me saying this doesn't affect anything. It's not like we spent a lot of time with him. We're not gonna like. Oh, Paul, I, I got to know him so well. We see him for like three scenes. I thought Paul was our guy, and then he gets fucking mutilated and it's the it's the kill that's on the cover of the box that is and it also looks like the cover of the stuff yeah it's pretty similar fuck paul <laughs> that's i think i just like this specific subgenre like i like the thing movies the stuff movies <laughs> Fuck, you just when you started saying I like this fucking genre, you made me forget the actual genre name. It's um it's like ooze ooze horror or whatever, or like goo, something like that. Yes, but no, it's um um sploosh gloop. Melt movie. Melt! They're melt movies! Melt movies! Listeners, I'm cutting so much of that out, but it took me so long to find that, and I couldn't remember for the life of me. I thought after I had, like, splatter in my head, for some reason I had S in my head, and I kept trying to think of S-related words. It's a goddamn melt movie. I love melt movies. Yeah, dude. I mean, they're fun. I like I like when things are gooey. I like when things are, uh, like deformed i like when things are just like slimed up you know all that stuff is is good to me yeah i mean and even for me one step further this type of melt movie i like the the stuff does a similar thing where like it's like a pretty like widespread widespread panic like almost like a disaster movie melt movie i love i love that combination yeah i mean it's 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 classic but i it's classic for a reason it's good so let's get back to drama. I'm just going to call him drama the whole time. I mean, I might call him like Frig or Flag a few times or whatever. Brian. But it's going to go in between. I'm never going to call him Brian. It's going to go in between drama, Flag, and Frag? No, Frig. frig. Yeah, <laughs> Frog. <laughs> he kind of looks like a frog. He is a frog. So it seems that his bike isn't doing so good on account of he crashed it, and he gets some socket wrenches from his box. His His boss? Also, that that bike he's riding would cost roughly ten grand. Just saying. Moving on. 
because that's what the movie does. <laughs> They're like, hey, crash this bike. That's crazy, huh? Let's keep going. No, it's a setup. It's a setup. Okay, this is the biggest. This is the most. I was. I was gonna wait. I was gonna wait for this until later. But this movie, the reason why it's so great from a storytelling perspective is this movie does this thing where it is obsessed with setting up dominoes just to make sure that they knock them down later. That is very true because it's that's the entire movie. I was going to say it's a never ending cycle from beginning to end. It's, it's a setup and then eventually that's going to get knocked down and that getting knocked down sets up something else. Like that's the whole thing. And so this is the setup from what we're going to hit later where he tries to jump his motorcycle over this little ravine or whatever on this bridge, and he, he chickens out, and he can't do it. And that's how he breaks his bike. Also a shout-out to Stephen McQueen. Yeah. <laughs> because Stephen McQueen was in, like, the original one, I believe, like the OG OG. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I watched a little bit of it. If I remember right, I read somewhere that, like, Stephen McQueen's son was, like, offered the role, and he was like, nah, dude, like, I don't want to. He's one of those dudes that's like, I don't want to follow my dad's footsteps or whatever, you know, yeah. so he's like, I don't want to do the, the new blob. Interesting. So then they got <laughs> Entourage <Drama>. Extreme. <laughs> he wasn't an Entourage then, but God, it's crazy how different this guy looks. His fucking... Can we talk a little bit about his hair? Oh, yeah, we should. We should. <laughs> this hair would look like, I guess, kind of... You know what? No, I, I don't like... Mo there's a there's a dude... Isn't it the Calkin brother or whatever in, like, the Halloween 2018, I think, that has that haircut? Kind of, yeah. One of the Calkins? I don't remember which Calkin that is. Yeah. Billy Calkin or something? Broden or a Sam Squanch Conkin. Anyway, okay. So Paul and his bud are heading over to the pharmacy to pick up some condoms, which Paul, like we said, thought he was going to be our main guy. He's not going to last long. His bud is Scott. We'll talk about Scott. He's also not going to last long. Um, they're heading over to the pharmacy to pick up some condoms when they get interrupted by the local reverend, who kind of just wants to know how everything is going, you know? Yeah, I guess. It's weird. It's a little weird, but I think he was just... I, I feel like he had... He wasn't trying to be that. He was just kind of like, hey, bud, going to church? No, he was being weird. I think you're just saying that because he's a little goofy looking. <laughs> nah, bro, he was being weird. And he gets real fucking weird later. Because, again, they set up a domino of, like, maybe this guy's weird. And then later on, they're like, oh, yeah, he's fucking weird. <laughs> Wait, what did he do? He's running through the fucking streets being like, the end is coming! The end is coming! And then at the end end, he fucking keeps the blob oh. in a jar. Okay, yeah, the end end I remembered. I meant like before that. Yeah, he goes crazy. He becomes obsessed with it. Yeah, but things happened at that point. Like he he went through some I feel like when he was doing the end is near, that's fine. No, it's not. He was being weird. There was a giant blob attacking the world, so I'll give him a pass on that one. <laughs> you know? Seems fair. No. No, that's not that's not the proper response to stand outside and shout, you're all gonna die and go to hell. Like, do something to help or, like, provide shelter for people. Like, you're a fucking church. To be completely honest, though, I don't give a shit what this guy's doing. The, the script does, so fuck you. You're wrong. He's like the main villain. The fuck are you talking about? He's the main villain. The blob's He's the more main evil villain. than the blob because he keeps the blob so that he can use it to unleash Armageddon in the in the near future whenever God feels like telling him to. He's the fucking villain of the movie. We don't know that. We do now. He literally says that. 
I saw him holding a blob in a jar, and then the movie ended. You know, we didn't get a sequel, so maybe... No, you didn't. You're, you had it on mute because he literally says out loud, I will unleash this when God tells me to. But what I'm saying is maybe he has a change of heart off screen and it never happens. We never had a sequel. We don't know. So maybe... He's all right. Fucking shove the blob sequel up your blob ass. Look, he could be all right. No, he's not all right. Maybe he's a decent guy. No, this is a setup. We just talked about this. <laughs> Should we just end this here? We already talked about the end of the movie. Like, That's the whole movie, guys. Should we just... <laughs> is this how you do uh, movie podcasts? Okay. So right before the reverend showed up to the pharmacy, that is, Scott asked the pharmacist to fetch him some condoms. So right when Father Boy walks up, so does the pharmacist with his order, as you would say. Yeah, who is who's that pharmacist? We'll get to that. Maybe we should. Okay. Maybe, should that be the one thing that we don't spoil? <laughs> we'll give people a little bit of suspense, you know. All right, all right. All right. We'll, we'll spoil like every single other thing, but we'll just leave that pharmacist. <laughs> all right, that's fun. Once we get past that, we're we're going in. Like we're just gonna like. All right. We gave him the background. You know, do they need the the middle? We could just give them the the beginning and the end. You give them the cookie of the Oreo, they got to find their own cream filling. Exactly. No one likes the cream. All right. James likes the cream. (laughs) So he used a standard move to get out of the whole ordeal, the whole uh, blame it on your friend move. It's a really good move. And in the end, everyone thinks Paul is a dick because, uh, you know, the reverend thinks he is a horny bastard. The pharmacist... He kind of thinks he's a horny bastard, but he doesn't really care. He kind of just thinks they're both kind of dickheads, and he doesn't really want anything to do with them. Right. He wants them to go home. Fuck Paul, man. And now at around 15 minutes, the blob lands on Earth in the form of a meteorite. An old man finds it. Just some random old guy, you know. He's just chilling. He pokes it with a stick, and it seems like things are no longer going his way. Yeah. So we cut back to a house, specifically the house of Maggie, a.k.a. Paul's date for the night. So we start listening to her younger brother's conversation with his friend about Garden Tool Massacre, your classic slice and dice, to which mom tells them, you can't go. And really, I mean, it was their fucking fault. One of those kids was a total idiot. He was like, oh, yeah, you know, we're going over to see this horror movie that we're not allowed in. My brother's sneaking us in. You know, it's really cool, dude. Ha <laughs> ha. You know what I mean, mom? Fist bump. I mean, you're right. But also she says, don't go see that movie. Okay, bye. And then like- lets them leave. No, no. 100%. <laughs> she said, you can't see that movie. And then like five minutes later, the kid goes, all right, well, I'm going to leave. And she's like, where do you think you're going? So I'm like, oh, yeah, she's going to tell you you can't see that movie. And he's like. Don't you remember? I'm going to go stay the night at his house. Okay, cool. You have a good night. Grab your jacket. It's like, clearly, clearly they're going to the movie. But that isn't that important, I guess, at least for now. It is a little bit important later. In a weird way, why is the movie theater so important? Okay, whatever. I don't know. Why is the movie theater important to the blob? Okay, it's fine. What is important is Paul meeting Maggie's father. She walks him into his room, and he's sitting in a standard dad chair. A lazy boy. Yeah, I actually... I actually meant, like, who is the actor? Oh, that's what you meant? Yeah. Oh, some fucking guy. Nah, dude, that guy's in a lot of shit. I just don't know his name. Art LaFleur. Art LaFleur. I actually have even looked up his name before. I, I, yeah. You know what? You probably uh, saw his name a lot pretty recently, too, because he just passed away in November of last year. No. Fuck, that sucks. I like him. Yeah, he's a, he definitely isn't a bunch of shit. Yeah. 
What the fuck? This guy was in Dumber versus Gacy. Son of a bitch. He's born in Gary, Indiana. I actually did see that. I completely <laughs> forgot to mention that. I, I couldn't remember who it was that was born in Gary, Indiana. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like Babe Ruth in the Sandlot. R.I.P. to Art. And he's in Field of Dreams. He just played baseball players. That's the only reason I actually know him. <laughs> so not only is the dad sitting in A Lazy Boy, he's also reading the standard obnoxiously large newspaper. That's just how big newspapers were. What are you talking about? Yeah, but when you're a dad, they're bigger. <laughs> you know, because they just cover every bit of you while you're in your Lazy Boy. And then when you remove it, it's like dad reveal. Bro, that's like my goal in life. Dad reveal? Absolutely. <laughs> you want like just start reading newspapers. If you want, if you want to do like a modern version of it, you should get like a custom built tablet that's just like a newspaper <laughs> so that you can Which still is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could still like pull it out and like be a dad, but you can still entertain yourself somehow. Oh man, I would love nothing more than to have a newspaper with my legs crossed. And be able to like drop that thing and like look at someone. I don't care who. Look, man, it's a power move. I know. I mean, it's definitely a power move. Jealous. So when he flips the paper down, the father is revealed to be the pharmacist from a few scenes earlier, and he says nothing other than ribbed. Ribbed. <laughs> he looks at him and he goes, ribbed. And the audience probably doesn't know what we're talking about right now. It's because the condoms that uh, his friend was buying for him, that Scott was buying for this kid, uh, were ribbed for her pleasure. But even though he was actually buying them for himself. Yeah, yeah. He just blamed it on Paul. Paul's actually like like a goody two-shoes guy. Yeah, he was like a nice guy. He was just like, oh, I really like this girl. He, 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 he. I'm going to go. Like, right. I, might, I might hold her hand tonight. It's going to be so cute. <laughs> and then, like, Scott's like, nah, dude, I'm going to go fucking. I got my Magnum condoms. Meanwhile, Scott has a fucking cocktail bar in his trunk. <laughs> okay. You know what? We are going to spoil everything, apparently, because that <laughs> might be the greatest car I've ever seen in my life. And how unfortunate is it that in the, ter- in the world of the movie, just goes to fucking waste. It got blobbed. It went to fucking waste, dude. It's sad. It's just, it's very unfortunate, you know? Yeah. But ribbed. So after we leave the house, Flogger comes in. What's his name again? Brian. No. Drama. Yeah. Frig. So after we leave the house, Frig comes across an old guy who's filled with blob all over his hands. He just has, like, blob-headed toe. He's fucking slimy as shit. They both start freaking out, running off, and they end up running into Paul, specifically into his car. And Paul is pretty quick to blame Frig for beating him up or something. But I'm like, I don't know. This dude is filled with juices. Are you sure that this was just, like, from getting beat up? But he orders Frig to get into the car and come with them to the hospital, which I don't know if, you know, I don't know if, like, I came across... Some let me let me break this down. If I hit an old guy with my car, but then I thought that old guy got beat up by some other guy before I hit him with my car, I'm not gonna invite the guy who I think beat him up into my car. Yeah. Especially with my date. Well, I think that he's kinda like, Oh, you rascal, you gotta answer for this. <laughs> he's just, you know, he's a Paul and Brian have like the the dumbest dick measuring conversation I've ever experienced. Yeah, I kind of wish like Paul wore glasses and had like a more uppity voice. And he was like, "Hey, you, 
drama. You gotta, you gotta get in this car over here, you know. Why I to Yeah, that's that's pretty much who he is for sure. I know, but I wish he had the voice. <laughs> so they get to the hospital, and the receptionist does the standard, uh, I don't care about your issues kind of move. <laughs> you know, like, nah, bro. The receptionist straight up tells them to fuck off. It's true. <laughs> she's like, no, I'm, I ask someone else. I don't work here. Like, she's like, I'm not dealing with your shit today. Because the thing is, anytime someone comes inside of a hospital door freaking out, there's probably a pretty big issue. And she goes, <laughs> hang on a minute. And then she licks the tip of her fingers and, like, sh- slowly just, like, starts turning some ba- some pages in, like, a file. <laughs> and then just looks up at them and goes, all right, what do you want? <laughs> and then, like, even when she finally starts tending to the problem, she doesn't tend to the problem at all. Because before she even thinks about helping the dying man, she goes, so you have insurance? Blue Cross? Yeah. Anything? And then they're like... I don't, I don't fucking know this guy. Like, help him. We're bringing him to know. the hospital. I don't know. He's blobbed. Help him. <laughs> He's been blobbified. <laughs> and also, when you really think about all of it, it's like, you're not even a nurse or a doctor or anything like that. You're a fucking receptionist. There's no way this affects you. Like, I'm so positive that she doesn't even come near the payment slash insurance part of things. <laughs> she also goes, the doctor is with another patient right now. I'm like... It's a fucking hospital. It's like, do you have one doctor? Like, is there no, there's not a, a nurse or any, no one can see this man. Not a single person can help this man. The hospital looked pretty big. If there's just one doctor there, I think you need to, you, you're a little understaffed. Maybe you need to call some people. <laughs> I don't know. And then Brian just ducks out. He's like, if you need me, you know where to find me. How, how do they know where to find him? Quote for quote, that's what he says, and quote for quote, I don't know where to find him. <laughs> I don't, like, are we supposed to know? Are the are the characters supposed to know? If they are supposed to know, how do they know? I think it's safe to assume that they're supposed to know. I don't know how, but that seems to be the case. <laughs> you know where to find me. You know where to find him. Dude, I love watching old movies like this, though, and thinking of the fact that, like, they didn't have cell phones, you do have to just know where to find them. You have to just, like, know where someone hangs out. <laughs> Especially, like, teenagers who are never going to be home, you know? They're always going to be, like, out somewhere. But you just Like, how do you find your buddy? Like, you just have to know where he is. I always think of how weird it is, like, or probably was to be in a relationship if, like, someone was like, oh, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore, but I don't want to say anything about it. <laughs> they could just, like, leave. And it's, just like, go away. Yeah, how are you going to find them? Like, they're they're gone forever. Like, like, yeah, my my girlfriend just left one day. I don't know. Like you can't you can't Google it. You can't go well, on like I mean, it's, Instagram it's or something classic, to be like, like, oh, where have you been hanging out? It's like, no, you're just fucking gone. I mean, it's that classic like dad dad went out for cigarettes and never came back. It's like, yeah, my girlfriend went out to get ice cream and uh, she's gone. Maybe she died. Maybe she got murdered. I don't know. But it's nineteen fucking eighty eight, so I don't I can't call her. I don't know where she went. She's not answering the random payphone that I'm calling. <laughs> I've been calling random payphones hoping that she'll just walk by and answer, but so far no luck. It's kinda crazy shit when you think about it, man. Like how do people live their life like that? Remember addresses? <laughs> I don't know, man. It, it was a different time for sure. <laughs> but now this old guy's in the hospital. He look you know what? He gets sent to this room, and Paul and his his chick is Meg. Uh, I thought they said Maggie at one point. Did you hear that too, or my? I... No, I heard Meg. 
You never heard them say Maggie, though? Nah. I swear to God, the first time I heard her, like, or one of the first times I heard her mention, they said Maggie. You crazy. Okay, whatever. So Paul and Meg, they're just, like, waiting around, seeing what's going on with this old guy, which I guess props to them. If I was going on a date and, like, well, I guess they hit, did hit him. Never mind. <laughs> I actually forgot they hit him. I thought they just found him. I'd take the old guy to the hospital. I don't know if I'm going to hang out with him all night, you know? I'm just gonna... uh, yeah, I think I think once I get him there and, like, he's he goes to the back, I'm like, I'm good. Yeah, like, what am I going to do? I'm going to, like, talk to the doctors and be like, like... I don't have power of attorney. What the fuck am I going to talk to them about? Are they going to tell me anything about him? Are you going to like, do I even want the updates? Yeah. Well, I also think that Paul, because he's a fucking nerd, is also worried about the cops asking questions. And you can tell that Meg's just in there just like, she's just along for the ride. She's like, I don't even, I'm kind of bored. <laughs> like, this isn't a fun date, but I guess I'll stay. Yay. Yay. Old guy at a hospital. This is the <laughs> best first date best ever. Date was ever. Fir- Wait, was this this was their first date, huh? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so I guess it kind of makes sense that she moved on fast. They, they weren't really a thing. Until- yeah, I guess that's true. He still did die though. I mean that, that is kind of rough. I don't know. Whatever. He died in a brutal way. Okay, well he's gonna die right now. Let's get into this. The old guy. He looks like a demon now. His skin starts bubbling. You can only see the whites in his eyes. Yeah, he's like half dissolved. Yeah, so at that point, our homie is like, uh, doctor. (laughs) And he grabs a very reluctant to follow doctor. And they check out the melting man. The doctor's awesome. (laughs) Wait, why? He's, uh, his name's Jack Nance. And he's basically been in almost every David Lynch thing. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, I don't watch like, enough David Lynch. I love David Lynch, and like everything I've seen right. from him is good, but I don't know like who's in his movies and like who yeah. his regulars are and shit like that. Yeah, that guy's a regular, and he's most famous for being like the fisherman guy in Twin Peaks, which is he's the one who I mean, he basically opens the show. He discovers the body that opens the show. But also he has this scene where he says, There's a fish. In the percolator. The percolator? <laughs> yeah, somehow a fish got in, like, his coffee maker, like, in the percolator. So he's like, don't drink the coffee. There's a fish in the percolator. So I fucking love this man. Well, I'm not as familiar with him, but he seems like a he seems like a gem. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't seem like he wants to help the melting man, but... But it's kind of funny because, I mean, on his end... He hears that there's something wrong with this guy's hand, and then he, and then like you know, Paul runs in and he goes, "This guy's dying." And he looks at him. And he's like, "Wait, the guy with the fucked up hand is <laughs> dying? What are you talking about? What's what's wrong with him?" And then he walks in. I mean, he's melting. He's yeah. Paul just kind of runs off to call the police, but that doesn't really get him far because the blob is right above him, and it's about to suck him up real good, and it's gonna end Meg's uh, possible new relationship prematurely yeah he gets blobbed hard and it looks amazing blobbed hard is what i do that's that's how that's what i call my sex (laughs) sex with me is like getting blobbed hard (laughs) she catch my drift it's very sad Um, okay but we should probably talk about his stretched out screaming face right yeah yeah we should also talk about meg trying to help him did she try to help him? She rips his arm off. Oh, she did. Did she knock herself out with his arm? Yeah. I was going to say, because she knocked herself out with something. I was pretty sure it was his arm, but I was... She, like, goes to try to pull him out, and she 
his arm just comes off and hits her in the face. Imagine trying to save a dude that like you were possibly gonna like. It's like I might have I might have fucked that guy tonight, and then now you just knocked yourself out with his arm. <laughs> That sucks. That's a rough day. Yeah, you've had a long day, bud. And the fact that she keeps going, like, Meg should have just went home, took a bath. I mean, she's going to end up doing that. After Paul dies, <laughs> we head over to his buddy Scott, however, and he's on a date. And may I say, actually, I won't say he has class. This dude does not have class. He has no class whatsoever. But what he does have is style. What he does have is a tiny little electric mixer just for his mini bar cocktails. Dude, there's like little fruits in there. There's like he has garnishes. He has like little mixers. There's like it's like shag in his trunk. Like it yep. is shag. It's great. It's awesome. I want to get someone to do that to my trunk. <laughs> if I don't get that done to my trunk, why do I have a trunk? What's what's the point of life if you don't have a cocktail mini bar in your trunk? What is trunk without funk? Oh. I'm just saying, you know. It's done. Episode's over. Unfortunately, right when he gets back in the car, his date passed out. But it's apparently not unfortunate for him. He sees it as an opportunity. That's never a good sign. Yeah, Scott's a bad guy, folks. Scott's a Scott's a baddie. You know, see, I wanted to say he had class right up until this. You know, I like the trunk. The trunk was presented well. I liked... I liked the trunk. The trunk was presented well. <laughs> mm, mm. Scott's a bad dude, but I guess he gets his comeuppance, right? He does. Um, This is, again, insane. And this kill was like two minutes, three minutes max after another insane kill. Yeah, it's pretty quick. It's fucking crazy, man. So this girl, she's passed out. He starts to unbutton her blouse. He does a really scummy thing where he's like, he's speaking to her passed out body as if she oh, it's gross. wasn't passed out, you know? It's gross. It's disgusting. It's like he's trying to like make it okay for himself, you know, in his head. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's fine. You know, I, I had a conversation with her. Sorry, buddy. You didn't. She's nope. completely out. It's nasty. Yeah. It's uh, it's very uncomfortable. Um, But... Then he puts his hand in her shirt, and he goes to grab her boob. And then the blob is the boob. <laughs> this should be called the bloob. The boob grabs him back. The bloob grabs back. He tries to grab the boob, but the boob grabs him. Dude, like, her whole chest just, like, breaks apart. Because the blob is, like, in her. Yeah, it starts breaking apart, like, bringing his hand toward him. And then when he's like, what the fuck is going on? And looks at her <laughs> face. Her face, like, it implodes. It gets, like, yeah. bigger and thick. It looks like a giant, like, chin. It's awesome. Her eyes just, like, basically pop out and just, it, yeah, you can tell she's infected with the blob. She got blobbed hard. <laughs> I wasn't even entirely sure if, like the blob made one of her or if the blob was inside her i assumed the blob was inside her and then blew up but yeah. i'm like i don't get how i don't know why it was it, it acts so aggressively sometimes and then very stealthily other times is the blob like sentient enough to make those decisions that's what i want to ask you right here because this was like one of those jason kills you know how jason is supposed right. to just be like this big old dumbass but then he hides under your bed and waits until, like, yeah. a dude and a chick are done. Like, he'll specifically wait until they, like, come or something and then, like, stab them right then and there. It's like, all right, this guy's planning a bunch of shit out. 
obviously. Like he has some yeah. brain power. This 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 blob is like conniving. First off, how did the blob know to fake being this person? But how did it know to fake being passed out? Wait until this rapey dude like goes to grab this girl's boob that it's pretending to be or it's inside of or whatever. How would it even know that like that that's even a possibility? Like how would it even know what sexuality is? Like <laughs> Yeah, I don't get it at it's all. It's a blob. But that was exactly what I wrote down right here. Like, is it how is it doing that it's clever it must be a smart blob so even though scott and his girl are dead and his class ring is now a part of the blob's ecosystem because he did say like while they're making out he's like what you got my class ring that means we're uh i don't know i said some stupid shit (laughs) again again knocking down dominoes we had to say something about the class ring and then they very obviously show you the class ring in the blob later on That's true. Very true. (laughs) Case in point. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So we get to see Scott's cool car one last time as the blob slithers away, looking bigger than ever. And at this point, Frigg is in jail because some bald cop is convinced that he somehow turned into purple jelly and killed Paul. No, bro. He's in jail because he licked a police officer. He did lick him. (laughs) (laughs) He totally licked him. Dude, no joke. My son was watching at this point, and I was, like, looking down, typing notes. (laughs) I was typing notes, and then I kind of missed it, and I was like, wait, did he just lick that cop? And he's like, yeah, he did. (laughs) He's like, and you know what? I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit, that's so fucking funny. I actually forgot about that part completely. (laughs) Did you watch this with uh, subtitles on? I think I might have the first time I watched this again, like right before we started recording this, and I did not. At least the version that I watched, anytime the blob was on screen, it said, slimy gurgling. I love when there's just weird noises, and it's mostly in, you know, old 80s movies or something like that. I mean, it's in a lot of horror movies, obviously, but, like, especially in 80s movies, the noise is just so weird, and the subtitles... They always have to find a way to describe it. (laughs) Yeah, and you know it's always just some random person who just, like, happened to be there that day that, like, they're like, oh, well, I think this is, uh, (laughs) Yeah, they're just like, fuck, how do I type this one? (laughs) Okay, slimy gurgling. I would have wrote, like, blobstrosity. I definitely would have said blob sounds. <laughs> blob blob approaches. Blob noises. <laughs> what if you could put, like, GIFs on the subtitles? <laughs> what are you thinking? You, you clearly have one in mind. <laughs> you know... <laughs> you know that clip where that kid walks up to his mom who's, like, stirring macaroni, and he's like... Mom, that's what good pussy sounds like. That's what good pussy sounds like. <laughs> I just want, like, just that. Like, no, you know, obviously no audio with it, but just, like, that whole clip. I mean, that doesn't really help people who are using the subtitles because they're hearing impaired. 
You might be right, but it would help <laughs> <laughs> some people. <laughs> it might help some people. Oh, it sounds like macaroni in a pot. What they could do is they could put subtitles on that clip. <laughs> so then that says slimy gurgling. No, then that says mom. That's what good pussy sounds like. <laughs> So then they know what's going on in the GIF, and then you got to, like, you know, maybe it's a lot of steps, but... I'm following. You think the blob sounds like what good pussy sounds like. Oh, yeah. Got it. Yeah, 100%. It's, like, peak. If I could have a GIF, you know what GIF I would want? Yeah. I'm skipping ahead a little bit. How much much do you have? Good amount. Oh, okay. I was going to say I want a GIF of that guy fucking plunging that sink. Okay. He's furiously plunging that sink. I mean, he is. He is jerking off that plunger. He gets turned loose. Not this guy, but the <laughs> previous person I was talking about. Frankly, they have no evidence that Frigg turned into a giant gelatin and killed Paul, but they do have evidence that he licked his face, but they still do think that he turned into a giant gelatin and killed Paul. Maybe. But when he leaves, Meg approaches him. Because Frigg is the only other person that seems to know what happened. You know, he's the only other person that was there. He basically tells her to fuck off, though. Yep. And then he heads into a diner that he's a local at, and Meg follows to further question him. Oh, shit. Is this where we can find him? That's where you can find him. (laughs) He is a regular. (laughs) So she follows him to the place that, you know, you can find him at to further question him. Um, And he kind of just tells her that... He thinks she's crazy. He's like, oh, yeah, blobs, all that stuff. <laughs> you're fucking batshit, dude. And she goes, she goes, oh, okay, you're one of those two. Runs off, and he's like, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait. I'm comforting you now. And he's like, no, I'm I'm different. Dude, you see my leather jockot? I have a sensitive side. If you clean my leather. <laughs> my sister, My sister even said that I'm a feminist. I picked her a flower from my parents' backyard. Oh, for my birthday. <laughs> so in the other room, plunger, a clog in a, in, a, in the drain causes a man in a hairnet to stick his hand down when plunger fails. After he furiously, furiously masturbates this plunger. And this will prove to be very bad for him. It's a bad choice. Bad life decision. But I do want to say... This was done extremely well, because when you're watching, you're expecting, you're even waiting for his hand to get destroyed, like, in the garbage disposal, or, like, you know, for him to just get his arm to get grabbed in some kind of way. That's not what happens. No, it's not what happens. Instead, he sticks his hand in, fully removes it, but then the blob sticks its fucking hand out of the garbage disposal. It makes a hand. And sticks it out. Grabs him in the goddamn face. Just grabs him by the face, bro. And what happens next, I mean, science is not backing this, but it happened. I mean, it, you can't science a blob. You cannot science a blob. How do you pull a human skull through a through a garbage disposal? Blobularly. Like, we've seen, you know, the arm in the garbage disposal, you know, it happens in Amityville. We've seen it all the time. But the head? Dude, Jason X. I mean, apparently, and we're going to learn throughout this that... The blob is just strong as shit. Oh, yeah. Something's going to happen pretty soon that is going to, uh, you know, blobulate. Yeah, 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 that's the word. That's the word I was thinking of. He doesn't just get pulled in 
the blob somehow turns a garbage disposal on and then shreds him into pieces. Like, I don't know if I was supposed to believe that the blob was doing that or if it was the garbage disposal. I assume it was the garbage disposal. There's also this great touch where he lost a shoe. So, like, his feet are sticking up in the air and one has a shoe and one is bare. Yeah, the fact that his entire body is just, like, sticking out halfway. I mean, when the, <laughs> the waitress runs in, like, part of the way through this because she hears some weird noise, she's like, oh, what's going on with this dude over here? Right. And you just see his ass just, like, poking out and just legs straight up out of the sink. <laughs> Could you imagine? What would you think is happening in that moment if you walked in? You're like, oh, okay, yeah, can you can you uh, plunge this sink for me? Yeah, I got you, bro. I got you, dog. You just turn around and he's just... <laughs> Head first, just down in the sink. Like, like his upper body's already missing. Like, I wouldn't know what to do in that situation. <laughs> well, what they do is the same thing they do to that guy in Sharknado that's already half inside a shark. They try to, they try to pull him out. <laughs> Imagining, um, um, imagine <laughs> trying to pull out a head that's been destroyed. Bro, I do not grab that guy's legs or his body and try to help. I stand in horror and shock. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, you kind of have to just watch the whole thing happen and just go, I don't touch that guy. Maybe I'm next. Yeah, I don't think that was a ghost or something. I don't even know. <laughs> That's some kind of bullshit that I'm not involved in. <sighs> so Megan Flag hear the waitress screaming after she knows what's happening. So they run in to see what's going on, and that's when they see, you know, his ass sticking up. Seems to leave a sour taste in their mouths. Apparently, you know, they don't like seeing heads get garbage disposed, grow up. Right after all of this happens, a bunch of more of the purple shit shoots out of the drain straight up in the roof. It looks like a like a tornado or something, or like a like a mushroom explosion, or like I don't I don't know it. Yeah, it is kind of like a mushroom cloud. But also flat, because, I mean, like, it goes up, like, you know, to the roof. Like, it right. just shoots up straight, and then it flattens out and just kind of, like, fills everything. I don't know. It, it looks insane. It's awesome. It's so cool. Tornado goop. Um, that's enough reason for everyone to leave. That would be enough reason for me to leave, personally. <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's the best. They have the best plan. They hide in the freezer. Dude, I wouldn't be in a freezer. It's crazy how the fuck I would be out of there. <laughs> there is absolutely no way. But you're right. They go in the freezer, but they also ditch the waitress at that point. Like, they're standing oh, yeah. right they next tell her to her. to fuck off. Yeah, they're standing right next to her, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> when they run out, I'm like, wait, but where'd she go? She was right there. She gone. She is just kind of running around trying to avoid the blob, but she runs off, goes to a phone booth to call for backup, but what sucks for her is that the blob is following. Dude, this kill scene. Oh, dude. I love it. It's amazing. This one might be my favorite. It's so long. They really, like, uh, give her a run for her money, I guess you'd say. It's uncomfortable. And not only is the blob, like, this weird enigma, I feel like it's insanely strong because of this scene. Because this yeah. chick is inside of this phone booth, and, like, it wraps around the whole thing, and it breaks it. So you're like, okay, yeah, you're 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 pretty buff. I see you. I see what you're doing. I get it. But then, when it breaks, she doesn't die from suffocation. It looked like she died from pure gelatin force. It just smashes her. Dude, it, like, broke her in half. Yeah. How strong is this gelatin? I don't know, but it's cool. Because when I first saw this, I just assumed it was going to go in there, like, maybe break in. It was still going to be outside, so it was going to make some kind of seal. And then it was going to, like, fill it up, and she was going to suffocate. 
But no, she got fucking obliterated, dude. She gets fucked. And also during this, she's trying to call like the police and she goes like, where, where's a uh, herb? And they go, oh, uh, I don't know. Herb hasn't been answering. And while uh, the blob is like, you know, covering the whole phone booth, you see his face in there. And she goes, herb. <laughs> Fucking crazy. It's so good. So Fran is confirmed dead along with Herb. But Megan's frag frig. He's a pirate now. Meg. Is that her name? Yep. Yep. Whatever. Back to Frig and Meg in the refrigerator. They're good, but everything, you know, it isn't over yet. This isn't over. They're searching for the cop Briggs. I don't remember. Why were they searching for him again? They asked someone about him. They were like, oh, he might be out here. And there was a forest. And I think that they were like, the blob crashed in the forest. Something like that. I don't know exactly why they're looking for this specific cop. I think it's just the only cop that, like, she trusts. Because she, like, knows him. But he was a dick. He was... No, no, because he was the one that was fucking with, uh... With, uh... With, with, uh... Friggin. Yeah. I don't know why they want that specific cop. I missed that. I th- They definitely did kind of explain it, but I think it was stupid. So I didn't really care. <laughs> I just want to know why he has a hook. Why does... Why does Frig have a hook? A hook? He has a hook. Like, for a hand? He ha- is holding a hook. It's like fucking... I know what you did last summer. I don't remember that. He has a hook, and he tries to he tries to fight the blob with a hook. Okay, never mind. I do remember that. And I'm like, where is it a meat hook? You were in a diner. I don't think they butcher the meat there. I don't think they would need a meat hook. Well, that's what I call a good old fighting hook. I guess. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, they go out to the woods to look for a cop. And we never mentioned, but this was the point. Like, I thought it was going to stop, but this was the point of the movie where I realized it was never going to stop. Drama is just dropping one line, like Frigg, he's just dropping one-liners the whole fucking movie. Anytime they get into any kind of sticky situation, he has some dumb shit to say. (laughs) And he thinks he's so fucking cool every time he does it. Like right now, they're walking through this forest looking for uh, fucking Briggs or whatever, and he goes, I feel like Hansel and Gretel right now. I should have brought some some fucking breadcrumbs. breadcrumbs." (laughs) What? Shut up, idiot. <laughs> Moron. We're trying not to die, remember? <laughs> and he's just over here, like, telling the worst jokes in the world. <laughs> and every time he does it, I just, like, I don't know. He he has a face that looks like it's always sniveling. Like, he's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. You know, like, he's like, he'll tell a joke, and he, like, goes, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> I love this part, though. So while they're searching through the forest for the blob and cop, Flag and Meg come across Dr. Meadows and his army of dudes in white biohazard suits. Bro, just a whole ass quarantine team out in the fucking woods. A swarm. It is terrifying. They got swarmed. (laughs) Through and through. They were fine. They're in a forest. And then there's 70 people in white biohazard suits around them. And they're like, don't worry, we're your friends. What? Who the fuck are you? It's just this guy. Fucking science guy pops off. He starts, he starts talking about dinosaurs and space and shit. He's like, I've been preparing for the blob my whole life. And then the movie just cuts away. And they're like, hey, you want to watch uh, Meg's younger brother at the movies? No, of course <laughs> I don't. I just learned about these fucking dudes in biohazard suits. <laughs> what are you talking about? So we go back to this movie theater. Which, Hang on, again, Brian has another good one-liner. Does he? What is it? I can't remember exactly what it is, but basically he says like, Oh, okay, yeah, you know science, but you don't know this thing. 
<laughs> you might know science, but you don't know blob. You might know science, but you don't know socket wrenches. <laughs> I fixed a lot of motorcycles in my day, but I ain't never fixed no science. So is it real? Science and blobs. Can we talk? Can we talk about how amazing the the fake movie is? The fake. Oh yeah, it's great. And what was it called again? Uh, Garden Tool Massacre. I mean, it's basically yeah. like Slumber Party Massacre, but with garden tools. Right. Which is kind of not. I guess they're not garden tools, and more like just garage tools. But kind of just. It sounds like a different Slumber Party Massacre, and I'm all in for it. Dude, it's awesome. <laughs> there's like a, we see quite a bit of it, and there's this setup where one of the characters like, is that guy wearing a hockey mask? Hockey season ended months ago. <laughs> Why are movies within a movie always so much better than I that? love movies within a movie. They're always awesome. When I think of like all the really good movies within a movie, I'm always just... I'm very confused as to why those aren't. Why didn't they just make that as the movie? You didn't have to make the other movie. Why can't they stay consistent with that in just like other movies too? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, why can't you keep that vibe going? That like is just so great in these movies within a movie. Like Stab, like the one with Luke Wilson. Stab. Yeah, absolutely. So fucking good. And I mean, like not to say that Scream is bad as all. Scream is fucking awesome. But I'm like, I want to stab. I would watch a whole Stab movie. If they made the whole thing, I would watch it. I would watch the fuck out of a stab movie. <laughs> like if they were making stab movies, like full movies alongside the screen movies, a hundred percent, and then tie them in together. Oh fuck. Okay. Jeez. Anyway, so they're at this counselor killing movie, but they're not the spectacle here. The fun part is the projector dude who gets attacked by the blob when he sticks his head into the air ducts. There's this whole thing where dude. he's like, the air conditioner isn't working. He calls his boss. He's like, hey, dude, can you come fix this? And his boss is like, fuck you. The air conditioner's working. He's like, well, I'm actually here. So you want to come and feel the fucking room? Because I don't think I'd be calling you and telling you that the goddamn air conditioner isn't working if it was. And we see this manager later. And just by seeing his face, you're like, oh, he's a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. You would definitely say that the air conditioner is working when it isn't. Fuck that manager. Could you, why would anyone in the world ever call someone and tell them that an air conditioner isn't working if it was? If Especially if they're working in a in a movie room like where they're the projector person and they don't have to be around any person or their boss or anything. Why would I right. want to deal with you? I don't want to interact with someone. Dude, actually, I wrote down like this scene is like a whole ass bygone era. He, he's like reading a comic book up in the projectionist booth. Like he like starts the movie and he's like, well, I don't have anything to do for an hour and a half. So I'm just going to sit here and chill. But he can't chill because the blob's making it all fucking hot. You want to know something, James? And if if I wish that I could live a life where that was my job. To I be a projectionist. want to be a projectionist. I would give anything. Even right now with podcasting as my full-time job, I would love to like at least part-time be a projectionist. I would love to it's just the, sit there and watch some fucking movies and shit. Like, it's the best thing in the world. Unfortunately, they basically don't exist anymore. They kind of are. I looked into it, and you could kind of you can do it. You just got and some places still have like a like thirty eight millimeter and shit like that. And they're like, yeah. I mean, you're in California, so you can you can go to places like that. There's nothing like that around here. Everything here, they don't even fucking have film anymore. It's all streamed. Yeah. Oh, okay. I know a lot of places are like digital too, but they. I know I looked it up, and apparently there is still like a job for it at like a fair amount of places. And I think even with like digital stuff, they just have you kind of like sitting there to like make sure that it all runs fine. I mean, one one person can run a 
a megaplex, a 30, 30 screen theater. Whereas, whereas it used to be, you had someone in almost every single one of those theaters, you know, it's crazy. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, I don't see... I just wish... Being alive right now sucks. I wish I would have been 30... Ah, shit. Anyway, you should... You should. We should learn it. We should learn film projection on the side. That'd be fun. I'd be down. And then we're just gonna have to find a place where we can, like, do it. We we can find a place and we'll be like... Can we be like a like a duo? Like a tag team? Like, can we, like... Yeah. <laughs> can we project this movie together? And can you pay us? You know, and, like, at uh, Step Brothers, we're like, yeah, can we do this, like, job together? But, like, they're gonna have to pay us, like... They were not going to split it though. They're going to they're going to pay us the same amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they really if they really don't want us, it, we'll 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 take the split. Just just pay us in beer. It's fine. Honestly, just give me the room. Don't even pay me. Yeah, don't even matter that much. All right. So the blobs in the air ducts. The blobs in the air ducts. This guy's looking in there. He's like, oh, maybe if I look in here, I'll see the cold air. So he sticks his head up in there. I don't know the thought process behind that. Actually, I think he's like looking for a clog. Okay. But it is another great setup where, like, he's playing with this yo-yo, and then he gets blobbed, but the yo-yo's still coming down. Oh, my God. Yeah. Why is he playing with the... Well, I guess he has some free time. So... Because we we both just admitted that we want the one, like, laziest job of all time, which is being a film projectionist. 100%. He has time to play with a yo-yo. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, this dude gets fucking blobbed. He sticks his head in there. It's cool, but his reveal is cooler. So good. I don't even really know how to explain it. Like, he got cocooned to the ceiling. Yeah. There's nothing that you can say that will do any of the kills in this movie justice. Like, I really just recommend that anyone goes and watches this immediately. Yeah, you gotta see it. Because it is... It's a spectacle, for sure. You see that? I used that twice. James, I don't know if you have anything else to say before we head back to the movie theater. Because some things are gonna happen in between, but I pretty much just skipped over everything until we go back to the movie theater. Uh, I just have one line, and I think it was from Frigg. Oh yeah, it is from Frigg because he's talking about the science people, and at one point he like basically says, "Hey, I'm gonna go fuck off. I don't trust these science people." He goes, "We don't even know who they are. NASA, CIA, the Royal Canadian Mounties." <laughs> You think these are the Royal Canadian Mounties, butto? It's just so outlandish. Like, like I said, this guy just, he just thinks he's so funny at all times. And honestly, I'm not even going to lie. If anyone else in the world said this, except for drama from Entourage, it might be funny. It's just his face, man. It's tough. It's hard to get around. It's hard to sell anything. It's like, you know what vibe he's giving me? He's giving me like Corey Feldman in the Lost Boys, where he just doesn't know what the fuck he's trying to be. Yeah, I agree. And then he looks like an idiot. So, like, <laughs> oh, fuck. So they're still watching the movie when some hillbilly behind them with a large mustache, cool mustache. It's just a big mustache. I think they're cool. He giggles, and he goes, <laughs> he's going to hot curl her to death, which pretty funny on its own. But it gets a little more exciting when the kid turns around to tell him to be quiet and real time watches him get pulled into the air by some jelly. <laughs> That's probably, like, what, like, moviegoers want to happen to you yeah absolutely because he's turned around he's like oh you fucking dick like this was the kid's dream right now he's like oh, i was telling this guy to be quiet and he just got pulled off into the sky dude and then like you there's this this amazing i mean chaos ensues obviously but there's this amazing shot looking like from the screen back at the theater and just like the blob just coming out of like the little hole, the window for the projectionist room, and it's just everywhere. It looks fucking crazy. And it just gets better and better, too. Like, the fucking movie theater is such a highlight of the movie. It's so cool. Yeah, it's good. This is around the time that I lost 
track of kills too. Like I have like a gist. Um, I don't know exactly. This is when it got like a little like a uh, little weird, and then it's kind of a disaster movie. You don't really know who all's dying at this point. Yeah, and then a little bit later, it's gonna get a little, even more confusing. The blob entering the theater was one of the best things that could have possibly happened. But when Meg finally runs in because she realized that her brother went to the movies, which is another crazy thing. She's like, oh, well, he's at the movies. The blob's at the movies. Why? How do you know that? I don't know how the fuck you know the blob's going there. Why is the blob, like, basically following their group of people? I have no idea. Not explained, but doesn't matter. Really, anything that can't be explained in this movie, I don't give a shit about. Do whatever you want. <laughs> you're the blob. You're the blob, dude. Like, it's you're a blob. So she sees the blob in the middle of the theater, and he has, like, octopus-like arms shooting out, holding on to, like, ten or so people. It is, it's <laughs> complete madness. That's awesome. That's, just that image is so insane. It's so cool. And what's even crazier is that the kid she finds laying on the ground, you assume it's, like, her brother or maybe her brother's friend, but then she looks down, she moves his head to see who it is, Half of his face is, like, melted off and sticking to yeah. the ground. Holy shit. And that was, like, a 10-year-old... No, probably, like, a 12-year-old kid, maybe. Yeah, they they definitely weren't afraid to kill kids in this. No, they fucked up some kids <laughs> in this thing, dude. Like, destroyed them. Uh, that's another reason why I really like the movie, is because, like, you definitely know a lot of kids died. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's an understatement. <laughs> But it's okay, because Meg gets reunited with her younger brother and his bud. They're all fine. And they make their way into the sewer, barely evading the blob. But they make it out. And on the flag side of things, it's a forest stealth mission. He's back in the fucking forest, and he's, like, sneaking around corners. It's like The Last of Us. It is. But then he gets on his motorcycle when he's running away, and he makes the jump that he couldn't make earlier in the movie. Okay, but you missed some stuff. Oh, shit. Sorry. Because he comes across all the biohazard dudes, pretty important. They're all excavating. Oh, fuck, yeah. The yeah, it's so important, James. Like, it's, like, the most important thing. I do have a note. I do have a note. I just skipped it. Yeah, essentially, the government made the fucking blob is what happened. And they, like, admit that openly. <laughs> I guess they didn't think it was openly, but they are just in the middle of a forest where anyone can walk by and they don't have any kind of security going on. Like, I think they think I they mean, do, but they don't. Yeah, I mean, you just think that you would have been a little bit more hush-hush and been like, yeah, we made that. It mutated. Now we're going to use it to fight Russia. The blob that everyone knows about? Yeah, it was actually us. Wait until we sick it on Russia. That's what we're going to do because it's the 80s. And the fact that they're even saying that, like, everyone there doesn't already know exactly what the fuck they're doing. There's 70 <laughs> people there in biohazard suits. Every single person that you're saying that to already fully knows what's going on. Oh, yeah, for sure. And how crazy is it that the blob just showed up and it's already going to grow so big that there may not be any United States at this point? <laughs> this thing's tough, man. Because there's always that one guy that just says, like, you know, in those disaster movies, it just says that thing that's, like, so crazy. It's like, oh, you know, if we don't stop it right now, this is going to happen. He's like, it's getting so big. There may no be no United States and no, no, no point. Maybe no. <laughs> Maybe no. <laughs> at this rate <laughs> so yeah they don't really have the interest of public safety in mind they're more worried about uh harnessing and controlling the power of the organism because they use this term organ they don't call it blob they they go organism this organism oh you know about can you control the organism can you contain it don't touch my organism this town is expendable 
That's all this dude, the Dawson or whatever his name is. That's all he says. He goes, Mr. Science Man. He goes, oh, I, I love this organism, but this town, it's totally expendable. <laughs> that organism. <laughs> he sounds like he wants to suck some organism right now. Anyway, right when uh, Frigg hears all of this information, he gets caught. That's when he hits his jump. You know, he fucking, I mean, I guess it's, I guess that's how he evades what he did because somehow, even with four stars in GTA, he manages to escape on his motorcycle. I mean, come on, man. The helicopter <laughs> couldn't catch him? <laughs> it's one idiot on a motorcycle from Entourage? Yeah. No, but he did that sick-ass turnaround at that dead end. I mean, I, I still don't believe it a ton when I'm watching this, you know? Like, this dude riding around on his motorcycle being all cool and stuff. But when I imagine, like... If it's just like, you know, just bring it forward a couple like decades or something. Right. Put Johnny drama in there. You know, it's drama <laughs> on that motorcycle with his fucking tiny little face. I feel his face just gets like small. He's like a raisin. You know, he gets like smaller, like, you know, through time, like as he's like introduced to air. I think like I think he needs to be in like a bubble, right. you know, so like, you know, <laughs> I just feel like oh if God. he was on the back of that motorcycle. <laughs> And you just saw the image of, like, you know, just a side shot of Johnny Drama on that motorcycle going on that jump. Because, like, he's in, in entourage, he's always straight-faced. He's ne- I mean, like, he's straight-faced in this, too. Like, this dude has, like, no emotion. But, like, he has slight emotion-ish sometimes. But Johnny yeah. Drama, I feel like his face is just, like, glued, in, like, in the same. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm dying imagining him older on that motorcycle doing the same exact thing like i would i want someone to do a cut of all of the young versions of drama just like replace it like you know like fucking super fake it and put like entourage era drama in this (laughs) i would die of laughter anyway back in the sewer back in the sewer kid is dead (laughs) this is whenever uh i think that's whenever meg goes i think we better go now honestly this is uh one of the most terrifying things in the world. <laughs> everything in this movie is but this is terrible megan the two kids are trying to get out of the sewer when kevin's friend gets caught in the water by the blob and meg goes oh shit there's a child i guess i gotta save this dude so she jumps in the water but then she comes out for a second she's like okay i can't really find him what's going on she's feeling around the water she feels something pulls him out fucking melted aqua zombie him gone he looked like i don't he looked like a candle like a melted candle because <laughs> it's a melt movie <laughs> imagine picking up a child like from the water like that like you just no, saw a fully I alive child two that. seconds ago you pull it out and it's just melted it's fucking terrifying that was crazy dude i was like wow you not only had like that kid that was stuck to the floor like a piece of fucking gum yep you had this too yep so after the melted kid meg um assists kevin in escaping through a small little exit but she can't make it through because she's a little too large for the fit that sounded mean she's not large she's very small but like you know she's she's an adult you know she can't make it through whatever fuck bro fuck you (laughs) but just in time friggin shows up on his motorcycle in a sewer how did he find her in a sewer how did he get his motorcycle in the fucking sewer he was he was driving it up the walls to get around the blob too so like it's possible that you know there's some like entrance somewhere that he just you know went right into but like what i'm imagining is him taking a manhole cover off of a sewer and he's like 
well, I can't go down there without my bike. So he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's climbing down the stairs and he's holding, like he has his bike above him and he's like slowly bringing it down so he doesn't scratch it. Oh my God. <laughs> like, what do you, and what happens to it after? I'm like, why would you bring your bike? It's gone now. Dude, they're running through the sewers, running from the blob, right? And then they get to the manhole cover that they're going to get out of. And the science guides are there. And they're like, we're going to shut the manhole cover. And the whole time, I'm just like, they can just they can just open it when you walk away, right? I'm so confused. And then they're like, park that truck on top of the manhole cover. That was a bold move, man. <laughs> That was a bold move. I was like, oh, okay, that's that's how they're dealing with this. And Understood. In between, and in between that time, too, they also met up with one of the biohazard dudes that's down there, and he's like, oh, that's right. He's running with them. Yeah, he doesn't even know, um, you know, friggin' Meg, so, like, he just starts dropping names. He's like, this guy was fucking dying and shit. This guy was fucking dying, and, you know. Oh, wait, what does he say? There was one line. <clears throat> He says that they got ate up, and he says they were trying to scream inside of it. Oh, my God. It's so scary. <laughs> yeah, that's just... It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> oh, we have the best thing ever right here, though. Oh, when he grabs the fucking grenade launcher casually <laughs> off of, like, his uh his belt. He's like, oh, is it... Oh, what's this? What's this in your belt just hanging here? Is this a grenade launcher? The fuck? <laughs> and the, the physics of shooting the grenade at the manhole cover and completely destroying the truck. Blew up the entire truck immediately. I feel like it didn't even <laughs> do anything to the manhole area at all. Right? The the, the the like the ladder was fine. The cover was fine at the top. There wasn't any damage. It was still a perfect circle. The truck above it blew up. Gone. Gone. Disintegrated. It's ridiculous. I mean, but that's what you get for parking your fucking car over it, you piece of shit. It's a dick move. So after the explosion, the tension is high. Tons of people are standing around, unaware of what's happening, and then Officer Briggs shows up and starts a standoff between Me uh, Meadows, Friggin, and himself. He's a part of it. Meadows is ready to kill Frigg. Briggs has no clue what's going on until, like, Friggin has to literally put every single piece together for him, and then he goes, huh. <laughs> and finally the blob reaches a tentacle out of the sewer to grab meadows by the legs because this whole time meadows is like fucking shoot him shoot this guy shoot him shoot him now and briggs is like hey don't do that i will i'll shoot you if you do maybe maybe i won't maybe i'll shoot him I don't think you should. yeah he has like an entire army and there's one police officer who's holding them back from killing this guy yeah it uh it's it's questionable to say the least <laughs> <laughs> so the tentacle grabs him comes out of the sewer grabs him by the legs and uh yeah he's uh his kill was really fucking cool i mean i feel like i keep saying that over and over again but again this guy's kill was crazy it's great grabs him by the legs pulls him into the sewer and then gelatin fills the inside of his suit until he dies yeah so i mean good stuff man and uh, that was the boss, you know, that was Meadows. So after the boss was killed, the remaining men decide to shoot every single bullet they have and toss every piece of explosive they own into the manhole cover, which I don't know what the fuck they thought they were going to do with that. This blob has been I moving around no everywhere. idea. It doesn't make any sense at all. And, like, okay, so the person who decided to do that 
he's basically like quote unquote like the new boss i guess because he basically just goes huh old boss is dead i'm the man now and he's acting like just a badass like he knows everything he's like oh well i'm gonna do everything that this old guy didn't know how to do and then immediately shoots everything down there tries to blow everything up what the fuck did that do for you like it's it's one thing to like put like send bombs down there like charges right but they literally just stand at the sewer and shoot bullets down into the sewer shoot bullets down into it and then immediately the dude like he he just stands there and acts like he won he did it (laughs) i killed it you don't know that you killed it (laughs) you don't even know that you touched it you even know how big it is like it could have just went away like if you really think about it too like this whole like mantle cover thing, the way that they where they threw these bombs and they're shooting. If you don't see like there there was a we were down there, you know, like they, these other dudes were trapped down there, Frig and Meg yeah. and that one biohazard dude. We saw what it looked like. Yeah, there's a corner, there's like a little hallway out there basically, you know. But then you have to walk into a separate little confined area to get to that later to the lat the later to get to that ladder and climb up. So like if they're just shooting straight down there and the bl- and you don't see the blob right there. Right. You're not hitting it. You didn't do anything. <laughs> How funny would it be if one of those bullets just ricocheted back and hit him? <laughs> it would have been great, actually. God, I would have loved that. But he thinks they won. They didn't win. They didn't win. The blob gets mad. Yeah, uh, as Friggin would say, I think you pissed it off. <laughs> yeah, no shit, dude. It's growling. It's growling. It starts whipping tentacles everywhere. So the blob is back in full force and is eating up like little, it's eating up people like little pieces of soft candy. Yeah, pretty much. And uh, one dude tries to set the blob on fire, which turns back on him when the blob covers the nozzle of the flamethrower and causes it to blow up on uh, on him. Yep. And that's whenever Meg goes, blob, blob, no light cold, blob, no light cold. Which really, they probably should have figured that out earlier when the blob was full force trying to attack them and then it went under the fridge Got cold and then left. Yep. Probably should have figured that out. But uh, yeah, they discovered that. I mean, you know, the Reverend really got them there, though. If it wasn't for the Reverend standing right next to that dude while he blew up and uh, getting set on fire, she wouldn't have sprayed the blob with a fire extinguisher. That's true. Next up to die is Officer Briggs, though. Uh, Also, (laughs) fucking bro. (laughs) This motherfucker gets folded in half backwards folded through a bookshelf backwards like his head met his heels dude the blob is buff dude this is wild it's so strong (laughs) (laughs) but it's all gonna be okay because friggin obtained a giant fire extinguisher machine dude i swear to god when he's driving the truck all of a sudden he has a trash dash what a trash dash what what is that? He's just got like a little trash stash, you know. What what makes it trash? Is that just like a one with not many like not many hairs? Like they're far apart? Like there's? No, it's just like it's just like it's just like a it's like a pubescent boy, you know. Yeah 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 okay. Like he didn't have that earlier in the movie, but he has that when he's driving the truck. I can't say I noticed it, <laughs> but I'm happy for you. I just I genuinely think that like he hadn't shaved for a couple days when they did that one scene. Do giant fire extinguishers on machines exist like that? Where do you find them? I'm confused as to what the machine is. I think 
it is fake snow. It's an artificial snow. Oh, no, thrower. that is what that is. That is what that is. Because they set that up earlier by saying, like, it should have snowed by now. Why hasn't it snowed yet? Are those really cold? Yeah, they're cold. I don't know anything about it. They, they, I, thought they I, don't know, just... I don't know if they're cold enough to kill a blob. That's what personally, I'm thinking. But, I mean, they're cold. Because, I mean, like, before, our comparisons are, like, fire extinguishers and, like, walk-in, like, freezers. So, I'm like... Like, if... Yeah, if that truck is cold enough to kill the blob, then the blob is just going to die when, like, it gets to be November anyway. Yeah, exactly. Like, you could just wait it out for a couple months. Everyone just go, like, <laughs> take a nap for a bit. I don't think we really have a, a good idea of where this takes place, do we? Just sort of like an Anytown America kind of thing. Or when. Oh, that's true. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because it kind of plays on the whole, like, 80s does the 50s thing. Yeah, that's true. Hmm. But anyway, they're going to do the whole uh, machine uh, fire extinguisher to the blob kind of thing. doesn't work out too well, though. I mean, it kind of happens, but uh, Flag also gets his shit rocked, and then his truck flipped. And he probably would have died if it wasn't for Meg running in last second to plant a charge in the truck that causes, like, a fire extinguisher explosion that saved the day, turn the blob into crystals. That chick is sold out to the role. Meg, what's her name? Shawnee, Shawnee Smith? Yes. Sold out to the role here. Like, her her facial expressions, like, she legitimately thought she was a badass saving the world from the blob. She was in the blob. In the she movie was, The Blob. Went, and then she, then she goes full send and throws herself off of the truck, only to get her foot stuck and then slammed into the side of it. With a ridiculous ragdoll, like... I was going to say, it's pretty funny watching her trying to, like, get out when she's just laying there. Because I feel like at one point she just stopped moving and just laid there and gave up. (laughs) It's pretty funny. It's great. I love it. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, she almost explodes, but then Frigg pulls up, grabs her. He's like, you okay? She's like, yeah, I'm okay. You know, the blob's over there looking like some crystals and stuff, so that's cool. And uh, after they win... Meg looks to Friggin to make sure he's okay, and he says, "What a rush!" Oh no, you missed the you missed the other setup. The me- Frigg's mechanic friend. Oh god, I forgot he pulled back up. <laughs> Pulls back up for no reason other than to say the one thing that knocks down his domino from the beginning of the movie, which was, "I told you we were gonna have snow." <laughs> You're right. They do all get knocked down. <laughs> Do all get knocked down. You're not wrong. I fucking love it, dude. I fucking love it. But that's basically it. I mean, because we already spoiled the end. Yeah, Reverend has a blob in a jar. The Reverend has to live his life with a burnt face, though. So I think, I think you know, the burnt face did it. The end credit song is also amazing. Yeah. It's, the song is called Brave, Brave New Love. Okay. And the band's name is Alien. Alien, huh? Yeah. I don't remember it. <laughs> oh, dude, it's just like a very classic, awesome, like '80s hair metal. Like it's it's fucking. It matches the movie perfectly, in my opinion. So it's something that Carl from Aqua Teen Hunger Force would love. One hundred percent. I like it. <laughs> it's good, man. It's good. It's a great movie. I I legit felt transported back in time while I was watching it. Like like I was in the '80s when I watched this movie. Yeah. It's awesome. I counted about 22 kills personally, but I'm sure I missed some. Wiki Death says about 36. Well, it says 38, 
but it counts the blob and I think a rat as a kill. It said a rat. I don't know if that was like a person that they're calling rat, but I feel like they're talking about an actual uh, rat. Yeah, the rat in the sewer. That's what I thought they were talking about. Yeah. So um, I that's ridiculous. So like they said about like, I think 36-ish. Take that as you will. I think the number is around like 30. Like it's somewhere around that ballpark. If you count dogs, you should count rats. I'm not. I'm not. Fuck you. We're not doing any of those. It doesn't matter. Fuck all of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, it wasn't that easy to count some of the deaths that come in conjunction. You know, they're all a conjunction junctioning, and I don't, I don't know what their function is. Yeah, there's a lot of functions. No boobs, but this is the third iteration of the blob. Maybe the best one. I haven't seen any of the others. Oh, and I, I that thing that I said earlier about uh, Steve McQueen's son. That was true. His name is Chad McQueen. Oh yeah. Yeah, Chad. They offered him the the role of Frig. Yeah, yeah, he would have been fucking Frig McQueen. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, imagine naming someone Chad. Oof. It's so weird. Anyway. I guess back then it was fine. I don't know if it was ever fine or ever will be. Chad, like, has a new meaning now, though. Chad's, like, changed. I mean, yeah, but I still... Shut up. <laughs> Chuck Russell and Frank Darabont first got acquainted with each other while they were producing on Hell Night, which stars Linda Blair. Oh, very cool. Yeah, I guess I can keep that there. That's fine. Why did I put that there? I don't know. Is this trivia? Yeah, I guess so. It's like an odd yeah. place to put it. Whatever. Uh, there's hardly ever any funny letterbox reviews on generally good movies, I've noticed. Oh, yeah. So that was kind of an issue with this one. That's a bummer. Someone called The Blob um, Alien Bubblegum. That was... Uh, you know, moderately, moderately funny, I guess. Pretty good, pretty Whatever. good. I applaud your paltry efforts. <laughs> what would you rate this, James? Oh, this is a five-star movie. Five-star, eh? This is a five-star movie. You're going to give it the perfect, eh? I will watch this movie over and over and over again. I I feel like I want to stick to my initial and I almost want to go up. But I rated <laughs> it four stars. Yeah. It's very, very good. It's still like, I mean, yeah, it's an incredible movie all around. Yep. What I noticed, though, I think even on, like, uh, I think even on, like, Letterbox and stuff, it's rated, like, pretty low. Yeah. I guess it's not too bad. It's, like, a 3.6. That still seems low. I mean, I know that not maybe not everyone is going to hand out a 5 as handily as I would, but, like, this is a good movie. It's a really good movie, for sure. I mean, I would recommend it to anyone, for sure. Yep. It's it's a great movie. You should watch this. It's a bowl of ramen. So I got a fuck, Mary kill for you. It's the blob. It's the blob? Oh, I'm just guessing. It's friggin'. Oh, okay. And it's me. Um, Every time I do this, I just die, but I guess it'd be a fun experiment. Uh, kill friggin'. I mean, come on. I'll uh, marry you because I'd really like to know what it's like to fuck the blob. I feel that could be fun. You'd probably die, but it could be a story. Might feel nice. It might feel nice for at least a second, right? Yeah, I mean, under the under the rules, you'll go till you finish. Or if you can, like, somehow, like, get consent with the blob, and then maybe it won't kill you, you know? Like, maybe you have a consensual relationship with the blob. Okay, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. But you're just fucking it, so. Yeah. You're marrying me. Yeah, I'm not going to marry the blob. That's just dumb. No, it's, it's me and you, like. <laughs>
<laughs> so that was a blob, everyone. A uh, uh, very good movie. But if you want to be heard and acknowledged on the show, you can send a horror movie-related question or story to us. Uh, so either write down a question and send it to horrorsoupyahoo.com or record a two- to three-minute story on your phone and send it to, again, horrorsoup at yahoo.com. And if you enjoy the show, leave a five-star review because it helps a lot and helps us get on the Spotify charts and stay on the iTunes charts. Maybe a review will end up being right on the show just like blanks just was. I don't have one to read right now, so that's where I would read a review if I felt like doing it right now. I'll do it probably next episode. Um, so if you'd like to hear more of me, James, and many of my other associates, I do a ton of bonus content exclusively on the Patreon app. Send out stickers, handwrite, and send out monthly postcards, and much more all on patreon.com slash horrorsoup. And thank you again to Anthony Carrera for picking this movie with the Pick a Movie tier also found on the Patreon. And, uh... Yeah, I do another show. It's called Scream. It's also horror movie stuff. So if you've already, uh, you know, went through the show or you want uh, some of the horror movies with me and some other people, I do it consistently with Ash and Elena from Morbid, a true crime podcast every other week. Uh, go check that out. It's also on all audio streaming platforms. And James is a show. It's called Nice Shit Video. Did you know that? You should check it out. Check it out, guys. On all the streaming platforms, all the good stuff. James... Well, he talks about horror movies and horror stuff and, like, ghost stuff and, like, does, like, commercials and, like, all this fun stuff. Really, it's a... Yeah, it's just like a variety show with sketch comedy and everything kind of centered around, like, spooky shit. So, you know. So that's Night Shift Video, NSV13, The Night Shift, any of those things. It's all that stuff. Is NSV13 still a thing? I ask you that all the time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's part of the canon. Part of the canon. So the best ways to keep up with everything Horse Soup and Night Shift are to follow the Instagrams at Horse Soup and at Night Shift Video. My Twitter is at Horse Soup Sucks. Uh, we do letterbox movie reviews at Horse Soup Caleb and at Night Shift Video. And thank you to Ross Lee for supplying the show with intro and outro music. And thank you to Tom, a.k.a. the Mutant Members Only Club, for just being Tom, a.k.a. the Mutant Members Only Club. James, say thanks. Yep, thanks. Bye. Drops up, baby, drops up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, horror soup. Would you like some bread? I'll do you a slice with a pinch of salt. It'll taste really nice. You've done really well, cause this stuff tastes just like hell. Swallow it down, it'll fill up a hole. Stick out your tongue and look out your bowl. We're having a bite with creatures of the night. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it. Grubs up, baby, grubs up. Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup. Give it, give it. Horror soup, horror soup. Horror soup. We'll keep you well fed It's gorgeous smell Could wake the dead Vegetable is just forgettable If your energy's low You know what to do Simply double on down Some of the spooky stew We'll wine and dine A hungry Frankenstein Grubs up, baby, grubs up Give me horror soup Give me, give me horror soup Give it, give it Grubs up, baby, grubs up Give me horror soup, give me, give me horror soup, give it, give it horror soup, horror soup. Let me be your Sweeney Todd, your private chef. 
I'll be your just desserts You can even drink it from a cup I'll do the washing up I'll do the washing up I'm getting full My belly's gonna Give it, 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 give it,